Welcome to Energetic Influence, where we discuss energy in all its forms, including spiritual, and its influence on us collectively and as individuals. And now your host of Energetic Influence, David Houston. Thanks for joining me again. Lots of thinking, considering, pondering the past in a sense of how to relate the past experiences with what happens next, with all of our next things, and with thinking of how best to undertake the next thing, prioritizing, say, have a list of things. And even if it's not a written list, but an idea list in your head. And to be able to be focused and to be able to accomplish that list of tasks that you keep handy in your head. And not fall prey to claiming an identity with some letters that requires some form of medication, whether it be self or prescription, for focus. Being able to focus on your own being able to focus without those needs. And then intent focus, not so much random haphazard focus, but thought, thought on a matter, consideration on a matter. And with all of the information that's coming at us every day more and more about every tentacle that comes from the idea of any type of sex, well, let me just back up. Strictly from a biblical point is, a buddy of mine used this phrase And it made a lot of sense to me because what he said was, and I think we might have been talking about Pontius Pilate, or maybe we were talking about something different, but we have talked about Pontius Pilate. And what this buddy of mine was talking to me about that was, was we don't have Pontius Pilate's body language recorded. We just have what he said. We don't have any inflections. We don't have any of the other methods we communicate. We know what he said and that's it. We don't know how he said it. And if it was that, then that's what we were talking about. But I kind of think we were talking about something different. Anyway, the way my friend stated what we were talking about was it made the Bible kind of like if you did something spectacular and it making the news. I remember doing things as a kid. We thought, wow, that's pretty cool. We should call the newspaper and have them come out. And they did. They wrote a little article about what we did and took a picture. The point I'm making is to make the Bible means it got included in the words that are in the Bible. The way he said it helped me to realize if it made the Bible, it's there for a reason. When we read in the early chapters of the Bible, Genesis, creation, prior to the fall in the garden, we do not read of any children. We read very little about what took place at that time from the scriptures. However, when they chose to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it doesn't tell us, or the scriptures doesn't record that they knew what color their hair was. What I'm getting at is hair color wasn't the topic of what happened next. Sex is the topic of what happened next. I know I mentioned that last time, but I wanted to just touch on it one more time because it made it to the Bible. Not hair color, not eye color, but sex. And then 
not only did the topic of sex make it to the Bible after learning about the knowledge of good and evil, they hid themselves. They were afraid. They were ashamed. I wanted to look up other translations before I sat down tonight and didn't. But from what I recall, those two words, ashamed and afraid, come to mind. First off, I would think ashamed and afraid would be from sin. They realized, oh, crap, we screwed up. So I'm thinking that was the more reason for the reference to being ashamed and afraid. I could be completely wrong. At no point do I pretend to know all the answers, just some of the answers, at least ideas on answers, whether they're right or wrong. We'll all stand and have some explaining to do, yet looking forward to the coming of the kingdom is realizing who you are as a created being in this world of energy, in this world of activity, in this world of others, in this world of lies and deceit, in this world of things you can't see but affect you all the time. And I'm not talking about microscopic things that are so tiny you can't see them. I'm talking about energy that you can't see. Radio waves, electromagnetic spectrum energy that you can't see that affects you, affects all of us all the time, positively and negatively. Same thing with sound waves and heat, the lack of heat, energy in general, and the manifestation of good, manifestation of evil. Reading a book now on portals, stargates, things of that nature, but from a scriptural point of view, I don't know the title of it. I'll have to look it up, put it in the notes. People have been wanting to manifest entities for a long time, and the good entities do not seek what the evil do. It's wonderful because they're on our side. Again, in the realm of the unseen, help us a lot. One could think of a guardian angel, but I also think a guardian angel could be misrepresented. And I may add that to the next day. That was what I decided on, was utilizing the family and the characters from the previous animation taking it to the next day. And I think Dad will be able to talk about the next thing. Anyway, the discussion is about superstition and luck. And I heard someone mention this on air, live, and it made me think, and I was able to utilize it in the story. And the young boy says to his dad about, it must be really bad luck to claim to be God. That's just such a random thing to think about. But if you're unsure about luck, if you're unsure about blessings, then one could make that mistake. And in your heart, you just don't understand what those two things truly mean. Misrepresent your intent. Because I think the person's intent in saying that is valid in the sense of the equating luck to blessing. So in their mind, they're mistaken about that. And they consider blessings and luck the same thing, and they're not. And so to claim to be unlucky, by if a person claims to be God, that's probably unlucky, is roughly what the person was saying. And what they're really saying is, whomever is claiming to be God is really stupid. What I'm saying is, 
people claiming to be him, I bet most of the time he laughs at that because they're so misguided in their delusion. What I am saying is the people with the right intent would probably do better. What I'm talking about is luck and blessing are not the same thing. And speaking of luck, people that claim to be lucky or from worldly standard, good things appear to happen to them over and over and over again. But are they really good things or are they things measured from worldly points of view standards it can be skewed i'm not saying that you cannot be blessed with things either because you can it's what you do with the blessing the receiving of the blessing the seeking of the blessing which goes back into something i was talking to my wife about and that is praying because praying is communication with the Father, whether it be aloud, whether it be in your mind, whether it be heart-driven thought. But when we discuss prayer with others, I think, and my wife helped me to figure this out, and that was, if I say to a friend, hey, I'll pray for you, that, if you look at the definition, we'll just say, hey, I'll talk to the Father for you. I'll talk to the Father on your behalf. I'll lift you up to the Father. That part of using the word pray, I believe, is valid and correct. Not that I'm saying any way is incorrect. I'm merely voicing a thought. However, when we are praying is really where I'm going with this idea, and that is if I am praying and say, Father, I pray for so-and-so, or I pray that this happen, we're already praying. We don't need to say, I pray this, I pray that. I don't think. Because to me it just sounds awkward now that I've thought about it some. Because you're praying already. You are praying. You're in the middle of it. Why do you say that you're in the middle of it when you're in the middle of it? Talking to the Father about a particular situation or lifting up a particular person. Anyway, it was just something that ran through my head the other day and I thought I would mention it because it was an interesting thought on prayer communication with the Father, which is what prayer is in my mind. Maybe I'm making more out of it than not. But I also wanted to talk about confidence without arrogance, because I mentioned that last episode, and in the discussion the young son is having with his father, he brings up a fictional person known as his uncle who fishes and needs his lucky fishing hat. And the father begins to talk to him about thinking of the hat more than thinking of the father. And what he proceeds to tell the son is that his brother is just a good fisherman, whether he has his hat or not. He's almost been gifted with the ability to catch fish. And it can be with anything. We can learn trades. We can learn skills. We can have knowledge that helps us to do a task or perform an activity or engage in a plan that succeeds regularly the knowledge and the success, one can find confidence in that. And finding that confidence and not having arrogance is, I believe, a very good way to be. Arrogant people tend to not be liked very well, and I think that their arrogance is quite unbecoming of them. I wouldn't want to be arrogant about anything. Yet, being blessed with being able to do something whether it came naturally to you or you learned it and it is a skill that you have, I think you could be 
confident of your ability. I think that confidence is way more welcome than arrogance for sure. And then there's the other thing that just came to mind the other night, and I'll wrap this up, and that was people and their luck. And when all the energy is put on luck and something otherwise happens, often the people that were wound up with luck in their state of disappointment may curse the father. The father reigns on the just and the unjust, the good and the bad. He gives life to both. People that are wicked, evil, bad people, I do lift you up to the father that your heart be changed. If you're not going to change my prayers that the father extend what mercy there is for you. Because deliberate, intentional defiance of Father's wills, I bet, weighs differently. Well, I know it doesn't weigh differently because all sin is sin, so there's no difference there. But the intent behind that, the heart, the heart's intent, I believe, will be judged independently of the sin itself. I could be wrong. I'd probably like to look this up in the scriptures. But anyway, I wanted to talk about the events that take place when someone has placed so much effort and energy into something being lucky and that it not happening the way they want, and then they get upset. Spending time with each other, helping each other, nurturing each other, educating each other, sharing experiences with each other, equally important. Being mindful of others' feelings instead of being selfish because... We tend to hurt the people we love the most. We can get a lot done in the world for each other, helping each other, not mooching, not milking, not overwhelming mutual, mutual assistance, mutual help, but not communal, mutual, to the benefit of all. I talked enough about the idea of a city with one connecting road in a circle on an island and hypothetical situations you were responsible for the road in front of your house. Travel all around the city or all around the island. And I didn't want to get into 15 minutes. None of that. That's not what I'm talking about. But how we would help each other if a person was unable to take care of their part of the road. I'll think more about that. Maybe talk about it another time. And I'll have to figure out how many fish these kids are going to catch. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Good night.